Hello, this is FTW with Ahmad Khan. I'm Ahmad Khan of Tom's Guide, and joining me today on this Strange Devices edition is FPS reporter Scott Robertson. Thanks so much for having me. On today's show, Astralis' transfer of device to ninjas in pajamas in a reported $1 million deal, and Valve's reversal of five-year-old VAC bands. So Scott, let's go all the way back. Who is Nikolai Device Reitz? Nikolai Device Reitz is perhaps one of the most consistent, reliable op players in Counter-Strike history, and potentially one of the, still one of the best Counter-Strike players in history. And he's, and he's still only 25. Um, he has been a part of the same Danish core for years now. Um, they formed Astralis at the beginning of 2016. And after a couple mental hiccups in the first year or two of them uh, being together under the Astralis banner, they just started dominating the scene. They've won four majors, three in a row. And this is a huge, this is a huge shift. This is him. This is the, this is the biggest transfer, like a, a, a player of this caliber leaving a team that's, that's ever happened. So if, would you, would, would it, would it be fair to say that, you know, Nikolai device Reitz is kind of like the Michael Jordan of Counter-Strike? This is, so it's funny you, you bring up basketball in his announcement yesterday, he actually references when LeBron James left the Cavaliers the second time to go to the Lakers. And there, there is a lot of connection there. Um, both players, you know, LeBron after his second stint and Device, they've they've proven that they're one of the best ever. Um, you know, LeBron had won three titles at that point. Device has won four. Um, and so this next move is about defining their legacy and also putting themselves in a better situation. You know, he's been he's been living in Stockholm, Sweden for a while now with his girlfriend. He. Um, so the Ninjas in Pajamas organization is based there, um, but he also wants to, you know, carve out a legacy and 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 continue winning. And he feels that this is the this is the best scenario for that. And Astralis had a pretty stellar season last year. What does Device leaving do for the team? Um, this definitely. So their 2019 was almost untouchable they with the exception of of uh, some big losses to team liquid um astralis probably had the best year of anyone that year and they won both majors that year at im katowice and then starladder berlin which is the most recent major we've had obviously since since coronavirus has uh, put majors on shelf up until this upcoming one in october and then these past couple years they've still been really good but not at the best level and most recently, they, they're in a little bit of a slump, but like by their like, and, but it's only considered a slump because of their incredibly high standards. Like I think they've lost six maps in a row, and only two Astralis is that considered like a serious, like a serious slump. Um, but what this does for them is it, it 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 forces them to kind of make a decision that that helps them in the short term and the long term. Um, they need they, they they have a player on their bench who they can they can they can sub in now in 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 in, in Bubsky. Um, but there's questions of whether he's the long term fit. Um, he's not really an opper, and the team kind of needs an opper. And there's options out there for him. Um, and so they just got to really figure out what's next for them. Um, they could go younger. There's some talent available that they could you know they they just they just 
they just got a million dollars just from selling off device for a contract that was going to end in December anyway. So they've got some money to spend. They can go out and get it and get a high quality opera or they can just sort of run with what they got right now. But even a team of like any CSGO team, no matter how successful you've been, um, especially in this current, um, the current state of Counter-Strike, you can't really afford to be stagnant for too long. And Astralis, because of their legacy, especially can't. I mean, even without device, this team is not going to fall off a cliff. Like this is still a really good team. Like, like there are only like a handful of players that have won four majors ever. Device is one of them, but two of those players are still on Astralis in Dupree and Zipnix. And Glaive is one of the best in-game leaders. Magisk is, is like a top 10 player still. They're going to be good. They're not going to fall off a cliff, but in order to keep that top level, they're, they're going to have to make a tough decision. Mm-hmm. And just very quickly, could you explain uh, what an opera is to our listeners? Okay, of course. So, so an opera is the, the person who uses the op sniper rifle. Um, it's the, it's, uh, you know, it's the, uh, so most players will, will be riflers and they'll use either the AK-47 or the M4. Um, and usually one player uses, uses the op, the, the one shot, the, in most, the most, in most situations, one shot, long range rifle, um, that they usually put in the hands of the best, best player. Um, Vitality does this with, with Zewu. Navi does this with Simple. And Astralis have been doing it with Device, and he's and he's been just one of the consistently best best oppers um, for years now. Um, he's never quite had like he's never been considered the absolute number one best player, but he's the only player who's been top five on the HLTV yearly ratings for six years in a row. No one, no other, like even Simple hasn't done that. He's had he's had the number one rating before, but he's not been that that good that consistent for this long only devices done that hmm. and you know i think the lebron james kind of comparison is rather apt considering he's moving to a ninjas and pajamas that's really really young yes so there there i guess there's a lot of transfer of knowledge and wisdom even if uh device is only 25 years old yes what what does this look like for uh nip going into 2021 so for Nip, this is a, I wouldn't call this like a we need to win now situation, but it's definitely a we want to win soon. And once the feeling out process is over, because no, like very rarely do, does a player come in and like they're, they're, they're knocking everyone out of the server in the first event. Um, but this is a team that is, that is going to be expecting, you know, minor event trophies and serious major contention. Um, for, for for the next couple of years because their whole their whole roster is young. <laughs> Device only seems old because he's 25, but that's just compared to the rest of the team. You know, ZTR, who's technically an academy player, um, he's only 17. Plopsky is only 18. Um, and then Hampus, who's their in-game leader, he's only 22, and Rez is only 23. So this is a team that that... NIP is hoping will be in contention for the next two, three, maybe even four years. I mean, it, it, there's no guarantee that this team will still be the same two or three years from now, but um, they they obviously have very high hopes for it. And not just because right because right the team's the team's been good already and showing incredible signs of progress even before Device joined. I mean this 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 early 2021 campaign they've had some really they've had some really big wins. Um, Including a 2-0 over Astralis, um, which in ZTR's debut, you know, a 17-year-old 
joined joined NIP for in his and in his first match looked incredible against what's considered one of the best teams of all time and against one of the best offers of all time. You know, it's it's fun to assume that oh, is this is this when Device began to consider NIP? But you have to consider that. You know, he he looked at this team and say, "Wow, they're this good. They're this young," and and he definitely had to have thought about that while playing them. Hmm. One million dollars is a lot of money, uh, especially in the world a of esports. Do you? I mean, but this number hasn't been confirmed. Do you believe this number to be accurate? I do believe this number to be accurate. Um, and it it, it will put it as like definitely the highest CS:GO transfer, um, that's ever that's ever been that's ever been done. Um, but like I said before, this is like this is the best, most accomplished player to ever leave their team in this in in this way. Um, this is like I said, it's, this is this is a, a someone who's has the most MVP awards like accrued across multiple events, tied for the most majors ever, but consistently just the, consistently one of the top five players for most for the better part of a decade. Like no. No player of this caliber has left. Um, the most, the most, the only closest comparison was most recently when Nico left um, Phase Clan to join G two, and they're still in the very early stages of seeing whether that's you know how successful that move is. They've already had to make roster changes and role changes, and you know not to not to bag on Nico, but 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 this is this is a night and day difference in just in in, in player prestige. And then last question on this topic. Do you feel if the COVID-19 pandemic didn't happen that this transfer would have still occurred? Um, it, it, you, you can't say that without COVID that there's no chance that this ever happened. But um, in the press conference, Device did say that, you know, COVID did make him think about like what, what the world is going to look like, you know, post this pandemic and in the near future. And having having a chance to to play and live in the same city. I mean, not, I mean, eventually there will be land events, there will be travel, but to have your sort of home base for both your team and your, your home life in the same city, a city that you've been, you know, living in and getting more comfortable to and getting used to and enjoying, you know, that's important, especially, um, you know, especially for him. And so I think COVID definitely helped this deal, deal happen and this move happen. Um, but there's definitely a huge possibility that maybe he just, he felt, you know, eventually, eventually the Astralis, Astralis' dominance has a shelf life and he's, and he's still only 25. And, and so now he gets to play with a new team in a city that he's become, that, 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 that he's now calling his home. So that, I mean, this is a win-win for him. <laughs> and like I said, he's already, he's already proven what a great player he is. He's got the record for most majors. He's, He's going to go down as one of the, one of if not the best player in history. Um, this is but but there's a little bit you know we talk about LeBron James. There's also a bit of a Tom Brady in this. You know when he left the Patriots, people were saying, "Oh, can Tom win without the Patriots? And can the Patriots win without Tom?" I'd like to see you know can he win without Astralis and can Astralis win without him? I think that's going to be a that's going to be a big focal point, and a lot of it's going to depend on you know how quickly can he get used to playing with this NIP team and. Who Astralis ends up deciding as their as their permanent fifth? If they're gonna, just going to keep keep Bubsky and put him in, or if they're going to look for someone else. I mean, they've got money to spend, and, and it's going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. 
And let's move on to these VAC bands by Valve. So before we get deep into this, let, let me first ask, what is a VAC band? So um, Valve Anti-Cheat um, is the, the program that is used in Counter-Strike to detect people using cheats and using hacks. And when a cheat is detected, you, you, your, your, your Steam account is banned. Um, there's been some famous instances of, of some pretty big name players getting VAC bands. Um, but some of these were from really young players years ago, like at least over five years ago. Um, and so now Valve is, uh, yeah, Valve, Valve has gone ahead and, uh, 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 had those bands expired. What were some of these prominent players? So a lot of these players, like I said, were, were younger players, um, that, that either, didn't realize what their pro career ahead of them was going to look like, or in some instances were believed that they were wrongful, that they were wrongfully banned. Um, so a big, so a big, a big name here would be um, Yambi, a young Finnish player who um, his side of the story is that he had, a, he had a CSGO account that he sold to someone else. And then after he sold off that account, that player then got back bans. But of course, because the account was originally tied to Yambi, he ended up getting the back ban, and this was over five years ago. And he spent lots of time, lots of energy, lots of resources disputing this, including even a lawsuit against Valve to try and get himself reinstated, um, but it never worked out. And so just a couple months ago, he made the decision to leave CSGO behind and, and go play competitive Valorant. And then ironically, just a couple months later, Valve then says, oh, we, we've reversed our decision. We're not reversed, reversed the decision. We've made We've made the decision that bans from over five years ago are now set to expire. Of course, now he's already happily playing for Team Liquid in their Valorant roster. In fact, they're only two wins away from making the first ever, um, the first ever um, Valorant international LAN. So he's in a great spot right now. The door is open for him to return, but I mean, I, he, he clearly seems happy doing what he's doing. Hmm. Um, there's, go ahead. No, no, explain the timeline with Yampi. So, I mean, was he already as, you know, he was already playing CSGO competitively for how long? And then this VAC band just like pops up. So he was, so he was playing CSGO competitively kind of like in tier two, tier three Finnish teams. Um, but he was really impressing. I mean, he was really just, just, top fragging every game, putting up unreal numbers. And he was very young, like only 18, 19. And so teams started to pay attention to him and, and were taking notice of him. One of these is, is OG, you know, the, the famous Dota 2 organization that then were that built a CSGO roster. And they started looking at him, but it was right when they were starting to look at him that the reports of this, this back band started coming out. And so they eventually had to, you know, pull the offers and retract any interest. Um, now with COVID nineteen, he had, like him and a couple of other of these players who received back bans, um, actually got an opportunity to play for some pretty big organizations because the events that were taking place didn't have any implications for the Valve sponsored major. So because teams real because teams had nothing to you know had nothing to lose by having these players play because they weren't for they didn't involve majors in any way. Um, Yampi started playing for Ents, and another big name, VSM, started playing for MIBR, uh, the top, you know, the legendary Brazilian organization. Um, but at the beginning of this year, teams started getting a whiff that majors were coming back. And so they realized, well, 
these players are still banned, we're not going to keep them because they're just going to, you know, we're just going to get disqualified by playing with them. In regards to some of the nuances regarding back bans, at least in the case of Yampi, I mean, does Valve's reversal do anything to deal with people who feel that their accounts were uh, maybe wrongfully banned? VAC has famously been kind of non-negotiable. Yeah, so VAC has always been, you're right, it has been non-negotiable. Um, there are some players who, now there's a caveat, there, there's a detail to this, to this, this, this ruling, um, that bans that took place five years or, or, or further ago, or, or longer ago, excuse me, um, those, those bans now expire. But there's an exception. If you played, if you got banned after you competed at a Valve-sponsored event, like a major, then your ban does not expire because they see that as, oh, well, like we have reason to believe now that you use VAC bans at a Valve major. And 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 in their eyes, that's inexcusable. So players like um, Quickly, uh, an older French player who competed at majors back in 2013, 2014, um, he got banned in 2014. And to his credit, has never disputed it and has never like tried to, he, he's owned up to it. Um, but he is not he is not unbanned, for example, because his ban came after competing at a major. Um, but uh, Yampi's Yampi's case was probably the biggest, the biggest like the biggest deal because he was so young, and because there was there was reason to believe, by like, very strong reason to believe that that he actually didn't do anything wrong, and that he was just getting caught up in like essentially a logistical reason. For getting back banned because he then like it, it and it's just kind of and this is probably the biggest like it's it's a good day for a lot of players including vsm and even for guys like yampi and and patty tech who's a g2 valorant player um that the door is open for them to go back and, and play counter-strike and to compete at majors it's just kind of unfortunate about the timing i mean if this ruling had come at the end of 2020 as opposed to just a, like a couple weeks ago there's a very good chance Yampi could still be playing professional Counter-Strike right now and have the opportunity to compete in a major. Um, but he's still doing well. So, you know, you can take you can take some some happiness away from that, that he's still in a good situation in a new game that's growing. And, you know, it, it's 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 good for players like VSM, who's a very talented Brazilian player and who can now entertain more serious offers from teams like MIBR, from Godsend, or from any other roster. It doesn't have to be just Brazilian. Um, because now teams can look at him and say, well, we can actually go compete in a major with this guy. And he's really good. And he's only 21 and he's proven. And, and yeah, there's, there's, there, there's hope for him and hope to see, I hope to see him on a top tier team. And I really think we will. Well, with that, thank you so much for jumping on Scott. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. And that was FTW with Ahmad Khan, part of the dot esports podcast network. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and share. For full transcripts of the show, head on over to ftwmod.com. To find Scott, you can find him on Twitter at CounterScottGo. To follow me and my work over at Tom's Guide, find me at Imad on Twitter. This episode was produced by Enrique Demore and Jacob Wolf. Executive producers are Kevin Morris and Thomas Tischio. With that, we'll catch you guys next week.